Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. I really enjoyed last week. It was really a great time. So I'd encourage you, just hang around, plan to hang around and just be with all of us because it's an opportunity that we love to make the most of, especially at this time of the year. So last week we started our new summer series led by Jesus and we started to look at perceiving the kingdom and we looked at the areas of walking in the light and also worshipping Jesus as king. You may remember that, those who are here. This morning we're going to continue led by Jesus but we're going to look at another aspect, learning his ways. Now, as we do that, before we do that, we do need an understanding of the times that we live in again, just a, a reminder of the times we live in. Here we go, learning his ways. So the times we live in, I feel that um, we need that understanding of the times we live in. There is an urgency in the hour, and I think I said that last week, but I think that's evident to all of us. We are God's people, and we recognise what's going on around us. And also, we need, I feel, to keep our hands on the plough. Continue to walk forwards. Don't look back. Keep our eyes frontwards and keep our eyes upwards on Jesus. Keep our eyes wide open to his kingdom that we spoke about last week, knowing the times and the seasons and the end times that we're in. So before we get into the message, I felt that the Lord had two words of encouragement for us this morning. And the second word is what I'll actually unpack. So he gave me two scriptures. So the first one is this, if you could bring that up. Two, three. And it said, a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. Now this was the promise of God through the prophet Isaiah to Israel in the Old Testament. But that promise is just as true for us today because God does not change. His nature and his character never changes. So this is a promise. He gave this promise to Israel, even though Israel repeatedly turned away from him. But he is still the eyes, he's still the God of justice and truth. And he will light the flame in the heart that is growing dim. The Lord will offer his comfort and strength to those who are struggling. He will not harm those who are bruised and suffering. And I think that could be a word for more than one person here this morning or watching online. He will not harm those who are bruised and suffering. That's absolutely foundational in our understanding of God and therefore our understanding of Jesus. And that word actually meant a lot to me a long time ago in a period of my own life when I was really quite broken, it's quite a long time ago now, and just learning to walk with the Lord. And I, I read this and I grasped his promise and that has stayed with me, but he highlighted it this morning. So the Lord offers comfort and strength. So the second word that he gave me is what we're going to start to unpack this morning as we continue into moving, move into learning from Jesus. So if we could bring this up, 
the scripture up first, please, Daniel. Jesus, in Matthew 11, uh, verses 28 to 30, he said this, Come to me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, Jesus is presenting us with two images here, and I'm going to unpack this for a little while. The first is the reference to the yoke. Now, Jesus was referring to the the pair of oxen who in the time of Jesus, they were yoked or attached together by a wooden beam across the neck as they ploughed the fields together. And that was hard work. That was heavy work and that was hard labour. The second image which he gives us is a complete contrast in what it is like to live each day yoked or attached to or joined to Jesus. In this image, Jesus presents us with profound truths about his nature. So being yoked is a bit like this. So if my hands are connected together, my left left arm, my yeah, there we go. <laughs> and my left arm has to go in the direction of my right arm. This is what Jesus is talking about. So this morning, this is what he's talking about as we live yoked with him and we'll understand and unpack what that means. So he's going to lead and guide us. So when he said rest for your soul, the first thing is the Greek word for rest means this. It means to relax, calm down, to pause or to refresh. It comes from the word that means pause, which is in the context of what Jesus is saying here, take a break away from the heaviness and the burdens of the day of life and come to him. There's the message in one sentence. Take a break away from the heaviness and the burdens of life and come to him. So in learning from Jesus, which is what he is saying here, we're learning from him. There's a lot in that passage. There's four things that we're going to unpack this morning and we can get that slide up. I can do that. No, Daniel, I'll have to get you to do that, please. We're going to look at four things, learning from Jesus daily, learning patience and humility, learning to allow him to carry our burdens and learning to identify and reject all pride. Wow, that sounds like a lot of heaviness to get out of our lives, doesn't it? I'm looking forward to getting rid of all of this that we're not meant to carry. So we can learn from Jesus daily. There we go. There's the four areas we're going to cover. Now, we can learn from him daily. In fact, Jesus said, learn from me. Why not come to him daily? and learn from him. Why not make that a daily habit? Many of you do, I know, but I just encourage you to never drop that daily habit of coming to Jesus. We can set our hearts on learning from Jesus every day of our lives as we walk with him in prayer, in the word, in worship, and in quiet time with him as we're able. And we can live open each day that there is something to learn. Is that a good way to live? I think that's a good way to live. We don't know it all. We've said that before. There's always something to learn, something to learn from Jesus, which is why he said, come to me, come to me. So one of the things we learn is patience and humility. Jesus said that he is gentle and lowly of heart. I am men, when he said I am then, means I am now. So he is still gentle and lowly of heart. Now, we know that Jesus is the king, now seated at the right hand of the Father. 
And we know that when Jesus comes, he will come as king and he will come to judge the world. But in the meantime, Jesus is giving us an insight into the nature of the king who humbled himself to come to earth to bring us into truth and freedom. And this is how he came to us. He came to us in patience and he came to us in humility. And he's saying, learn from me, learn from me, come to me, learn from me. In patience and humility, he cooperated with the Father, our Father, as he outworked his eternal plan. So in ancient culture, the word yoke was a term that was used to describe submission. That's another aspect of that word. So when someone was described as being yoked with something or someone, it was communicating the idea that he or she was in submission to the person or thing. So when Jesus is saying, take my yoke, he's saying, come to me freely and walk with me in submission to me. He said that he is gentle and lowly of heart. Gentle means meekness, humility and gentleness. For us to, so for us to be yoked with Jesus is to us to submit to him in patience and humility. That's what it means. This is what Jesus is saying. It's an invitation. He says, come to me, learn from me, and I will show you how to live each day. It simply means this. In humility, we submit totally to Jesus and his will for our lives. And we covered a little bit of that last week. We worship him and him alone, as we covered last week, as we submit to him. But this is an important key, I believe, to conquering the flesh, conquering our soul, our worship of Jesus, our worship of him and him alone, as we talked about last week. This is really an important key in positioning ourselves to be yoked with him, to learn from him every day of our lives. I think that's a good goal. Do you think that's a good goal? I think it's a great goal. <laughs> so when we submit to him in worship, his yoke becomes easy as we perceive his presence in our lives. I'll say that again. When we submit to Jesus in worship, his yoke becomes easy as we perceive his presence in our lives. We become aware of his presence. So worship is a key here. His will is often revealed over time, we know that, and there may be times when we stand back and reflect and find ourselves thankful that he did not allow us to follow our own will. He took us this way. How many can testify to that? Yeah, a lot of us can testify to that. Thank you, Lord, that I was going here and you took me here. We find ourselves thankful. We may be so thankful that he's actually led us through a seemingly impossible situation. How many can testify to that? I think most of us can. He's led us through so many things. So I can testify to the truth of this myself. So this passage gives us a clear picture of how Jesus leads as we are yoked with him. So I'm going to pull out and summarise the picture that he gives us. So we're walking with Jesus. We're choosing to uh, submit to him every day of our lives. We're seeking his will for our lives. We're going in the direction which he has set before us, which is so clear in his word. But this is how Jesus leads. Remember the gentleness. Remember the lowliness. Remember those things. Jesus will never overpower you in any way. This is so important. He will not override your free will. He says, come to me. And that's a free will response on our part to come to him 
as he has invited us to come. Jesus will never force you down a path that you won't go down. He won't actually force you down a path that you won't go down. You might feel this tension, eh? I'm going here and I can just feel this, this tension over here. And that can be the prompting of Jesus through his spirit. But he's not going to actually force you to go down a path that you don't want to go down. So while he leads, your free will's involved. My free will is involved. So he might be leading in this direction, but it's our free will that comes into agreement with him and says, yes, I'll go in this direction. Now, sometimes we might hesitate for a while because we might feel a little bit uncertain or, or a little bit overwhelmed or whatever. Jesus understands that. He is patient. He's patient with us and he is patient until we finally can uh, understand a bit more clearly what we feel the direction he's calling us in. So that's really important. Jesus is patient and he is humble in his leadership of us. Very important. Jesus will never belittle you. So in his dealings with us as he's leading us, he will never belittle you. He will never cut you down or he will never undermine you. Now, there may be some pruning from time to time when the vine dresses at work, but that is for our good. That is never to undermine us. So I just want to contrast that, that there may be times when, when Father will prune things out of our life, but it is never to undermine or belittle us. That will never happen. Jesus will never demean you and he will never threaten you. The one who demeans and the one who threatens is Satan, right. as we uncovered last week. He will demean, he will threaten. You may be going God's direction like this and he may threaten you. Don't go down this path because this will happen to you. That's an outright lie. Yeah. He will never threaten you. Don't ever, ever listen to any undermining threats. You'll recognise the voice of Jesus and you'll recognise the voice of Satan. Jesus will always lead you or point you towards the Father in heaven. That's one way you can uh, discern you know, the path that he's taking you on. It will always point you towards the Father in heaven. Now in our EQ3 course, which we haven't run for a while, there's an image of a shepherd and a drover. And in that, the shepherd leads in front and the drover drives from behind. Jesus is the shepherd who leads out front. Satan is the driver who tries to push and drive from behind. Benny Hinn, well-known minister of the gospel, puts it this way. Jesus leads us, allowing us to make free will choices, whereas Satan pushes and drives, and that's the root of pride. And uh, that was the Pharisees of Jesus' day. So here's a similar way of looking at Matthew 28, 11 to 30. In Matthew 23, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees of his day, and he called them out for placing heavy burdens of religious observance on the people, whilst they themselves did nothing but bask in the limelight. That's what they wanted. So Jesus said, therefore, whatever they tell you, if you can bring that up, Daniel, Matthew 23, 3 to 5, therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do, but do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries, that was the word that they used to wear on their head, broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. This is in total contrast to Jesus, what he says in Matthew 28. Complete contrast here. He's calling out the Pharisees for the way they led the people. And he's saying, no, this is the way I lead. And this is the way I want you to lead. 
Jesus promises that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. His invitation is to take his yoke. In other words, to freely come to him. Freely come to him. And he will not force his way upon you. He has said, learn from me. So when we freely come to him, we start to learn from him. And we continue to learn from him as we face different situations through our whole life. There's never a situation that we face that we don't need to learn from Jesus for that situation. That's the only way to live. And it's the greatest way to live. We can see that God has given us free will. But the invitation from Jesus, let me put this another way. The invitation from Jesus is to let him coach us. What a great coach, because that's what he is. He's a coach for us in what he is inviting us and how he's inviting us to walk with him. Learn from me. And you learn through the word, you learn through prayer, you learn through a number of different ways. You learn from um, you know, seeking out his will, his voice. Okay, the next point. We're learning that the burden is his to carry. He said the, his burden is light. So he will never place a heavy burden on us, but he will lift heavy burdens from us. That's really what he's saying. Now, many of the burdens that we carry in this life are here because of the fall, here because that's the nature of day-to-day -day life. But some of them we're not meant to carry because some of us, we're very good at picking up other people's burdens. Now, the word says, carry each other's burdens. Yes, it does. But it doesn't say, take it from someone. It's supporting someone as they carry it. And it doesn't say, get in the way of Jesus in that person's life, because Jesus is going to actually help that person carry it. So that's important to understand. Jesus didn't say that life would be easy. He said the opposite. Well, when we come to Jesus and when we share our burdens with Jesus, you start to sense that, okay, he's carrying it with me. I'm not alone in this. I can talk to Jesus about it. He understands all about it. And then you have that sense that, okay, he's with you and he's helping you carry that. How many have experienced that? Yeah, that's a great place to be. We need Jesus every day. In John 16:33, if we could bring that up, please, Daniel. Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So we keep that in mind as well as we walk with Jesus and as we share our burdens with Jesus. He has overcome the world. He will give peace into your life. He will bring peace into your life. It was never God's intention for us to carry the burdens that are now in this world, they came into this world with the fall. But the good news is Jesus came into the world to help us deal with that. We were never created to bear the grief of pain and suffering of loss. We weren't created for that. Our soul was not created to carry these things. But Jesus is the answer for us in every situation as he brings us into healing, as he brings us into freedom, as we answer his call. Jesus will lead us and guide us, and at times we may even experience him lift a burden from us completely as we walk with him in prayer, even though our circumstances are completely unchanged. That's a supernatural exchange. Can anyone experience that? Yeah, I'm sure, sure some of you have. That is an amazing thing that sometimes happens. All of a sudden, you find that 
I don't feel so heavy about this anymore. It doesn't feel so daunting anymore. You just feel that, okay, the circumstances are still the, chain, is the same, but I see it differently, and that's Jesus. That's learning from Jesus. That's great. So the yoke of Jesus is one of love. That's the other thing. He will hurt, not hurt us as God promised in Isaiah 32.3. Very important promise. Jesus will not hurt you. Don't listen to any lie that, that uh, suggests anything other. Jesus will never hurt you. He will always restore you. He will refresh and restore us. That's what he says. His power is great. Jesus' power is great and he assists us powerfully. It's his power in our lives. He actually hangs on to us at times rather than let us be overcome by our circumstances. I know what that feels like. I'm sure there's some others here who know that too. When you just feel like you're just oh, about to tip over the edge, it's just so heavy, can't carry this anymore, then all of a sudden you, know, you find that Jesus is there and all of a sudden this supernatural change occurs. That's how he works when you walk with him. So we also learn to identify and reject any pride. So to set our hearts on being yoked with Jesus, we're called to identify and reject pride, any pride. For us to be meek and lowly of heart, for us to be meek and lowly of heart, means that our pride and our unbridled emotions are made subject to Jesus. They don't rule us. Sometimes they, sometimes they get out of the starting blocks and we've got to pull ourselves back. That can happen but they don't rule our lives. We can make those things subject to Jesus. Now, meekness is not weakness. Jesus is meek, not weak. He's powerful. Yes. Now, there are times when meekness actually requires the greatest strength to exercise restraint and let Jesus have his way. So for us to walk meekly with Jesus, there are times when we need to uh, allow Jesus to have his way. We have to submit to him in humility. This can happen um, in our lives when we have expectations or we're going down a path that we think is the right path and then Jesus says, I'm going to change direction and we can rail against that. That can be a bit problematic. But if we are patient, if we submit to Jesus, if we pray and if we trust him, eventually it will become clear. So pride can only be conquered in the power of Christ as we walk with him. We can be tempted to go it alone. See, pride came down to us through the fall. It's endemic in our human nature. We can be tempted to go alone, live life in our own strength, when Jesus has a much better plan for us. I tell you, Jesus had to work hard with me in that area over many years because I'm naturally strong-willed. And uh, for, for Jesus to guide me into his direction, there's been lots of tussles, lots of... <laughs> until I finally, yes, okay, Lord... <laughs> I'm sure some have experienced that as well. To walk with Jesus and patiently, patiently let him work things through. Now, there are times in our lives when we just cannot work things through, but we can patiently give it to Jesus and let him work it through because he will. It takes patience on our part. It seems right to us to live in our own strength, to live in our own learnings, to live in our own capabilities, but the truth is that when we neglect Jesus, we struggle and we wonder why. We need Jesus. And we can only live this way when we are truly yoked with Jesus and allow him to lead us. Very simple, really. So here's a great promise. 
This is James 4.6. If we could get that up, please, Daniel. James says this, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. So when we walk in humility, God's grace or God's empowerment comes on our lives. That's what that's saying. So walking in humility is not weakness. Walking in humility is being empowered by the grace of God. See, the kingdom is, is opposite to what we naturally, logically think. This is why we have to grasp the truths and the keys of the kingdom. In Ephesians 4.2, Paul picks this up in relation to how we live this out in our own lives in our relationship with each other. He said this, Therefore, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to work worthy of the calling with which you are called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. So who wants to walk with Jesus every day? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, very quickly, we're going to cover just three areas very quickly before we finish. And let's see if we can get the next slide up. Back from there, Daniel. There we go. That one. So very quickly, other ways that we learn from Jesus. We learn to live a life pleasing to God. We live a life, we live prayerfully and we live unapologetically for Jesus. I'm going to cover those very quickly. So we can aim to live lives that are pleasing to God. That's a very good aim and Jesus has showed us how to do that. Jesus teaches us what is pleasing to God and he spent much of his teaching time in the four Gospels, in showing us how to do that. And Paul, in living this out, he said this in 2 Corinthians 9, Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. So we can ask ourselves a question as we go about our daily lives. Is this pleasing to God? Is this what Jesus wants to look at? Is this what Jesus wants to hear? That's a great guide for us. On the other hand, Pride says, look at me, look at what I have done, look at what I am doing without the acknowledgement of the work of God, the I word rather than the you word or the me word or God. Satan said, I will be like the most high in rebelling against God. Pride wants the credit for the work of God and his work through self and others. Pride is a disease in our Western culture and its origins go right back to the fall of Lucifer, Lucifer as we spoke about last week. And it can be a trap for us if we're not aware of it. Okay, let's talk about living prayerfully. There's a balance here between being and doing, and that's important. Jesus spoke about that, the word that he used, meaning pause. In Mark 1, 29, 30, we see Jesus withdraw from the crowds who gathered at the house of Simon and Andrew because Jesus was healing people and the crowds were coming. They all needed healing, but he withdrew in the middle of the demands upon him went to a quiet place to pray. There are times when we need to do that too. He highlights to us this morning the importance of prayer, and prayer, of course, is part of being with Jesus in our daily lives. So without prayer, we're walking in our own strength. If I could summarise that point in four words, it would be do less, pray more. And I think that's what Jesus is actually saying back in Matthew eleven twenty-eight: Do less, pray more. There's a balance here between being and doing. So without prayer, of course, we're walking in our own strength. So finally, we unapologetically share the truth, the urgency of the need for salvation, as Jesus did. Jesus always spoke the truth. He was speaking about the eternal destiny 
of those that don't yet know him. He was speaking about his response. I'll skip that. So we are here to reveal Christ to the world, as we said last week. We're new creations, we're heirs of the kingdom, destined to usher in the kingdom that Jesus spoke about, both now and in the age to come. We are the light bearers, the bright and shining ones who lead others to Jesus. We encounter Jesus personally in a variety of different dimensions, his word through prayer, both spoken and when we are listening, through the operation of the spiritual gifts, through worship, and it is Jesus that we have encountered. It is this Jesus that we have encountered that we present to the world. And finally, a little bonus on the end here. As we learn from Jesus and as we walk with him, we develop kingdom perspectives. We can live with our eyes open, seeing the possibilities as Jesus does. We can see the world through the eyes of Jesus. We have the mind of Jesus about the world around us. We can see kingdom possibilities. We can think big as Jesus the King thinks big, but in humility before him. We can champion others in their relationship with Jesus. We see people as he sees them. We call out the potential in others in encouragement. We can let lead Jesus lead others and allow them to shine. God is a God of process and we submit our own thoughts and opinions to his processes and we allow others to do the same. So there's the kingdom perspective, the outworking of what we've been talking about. So in this world, we do labour and we do feel the heaviness of life at times, but Jesus is our answer. Jesus is never far away from us, as we said last week. In him, we live and move and have our being. He's never far away. In him, we live and move and have our being. So I feel that the Lord is saying that he desires to ease some yokes that are not of him that we might be carrying and to lift off some burdens and for our eyes to be focused on him. Satan tries to place his yokes upon us to restrain us and to redirect our lives. That's where the battle is sometimes. Many times these are issues that really we don't need to get involved in. We may also have spoken words over our lives that don't align with what Jesus says about us. I'll never be good enough to get close to Jesus, which is a lie. Satan can harass us by reminding us of our past and will lie to you that you can't get close to Jesus because of your past. We covered that last week. We covered that last week. God sees you as fully righteous, fully righteous through the blood of Jesus. And we can place pressures on ourselves that Jesus doesn't want there. Now, in our human nature, we can do that. And that can also, we can be the cause of some of our own stresses and some of our own strains. But Jesus can show us that. He can help us, show us those areas, and we can release those to him. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray, and if you agree with me, just agree with me in your own heart, because I believe that the Lord wants to do something here, and I feel that he wants to do something in people's lives, and uh, let's just be open to him right now, for him to have his way, for him to help us. We come to you, Jesus, right now, as you said, 
we come to you and we come to you, Lord, in total humility before you for who you are, Jesus. Lord, we're sorry for the times when we've tried to go it alone in our own strength. Jesus, right now we lay down before you this morning those things in our hearts that we have held on to and which hold us back from coming to you each day freely as you have invited. We lay down our issues right now, Lord, and our burdens right now before you. And Lord, we ask that you would guide us in what to leave at your feet this morning and what you want us to pick up in your strength and your power this morning. So in the name of Jesus, we break the words which are the lies of the enemy and point us away from you, Jesus, and all that you gave your life for. In the name of Jesus, we break off every yoke that is not from Jesus and we choose to worship you, Jesus, in spirit and truth and to walk with you every day of our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your invitation, Lord, your invitation for us to come and learn from you. Thank you, Jesus, that when we walk with you, Lord, we're never alone. Thank you for teaching us that meekness is strength. Thank you for teaching us, Lord, that there are some burdens which we are not meant to carry, Lord, because we weren't created to carry them. But Jesus, you are here to help us carry them. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, would you move in our lives right now, Lord? Would you move in our hearts, Lord? Lord, where there's healing in hearts, would you bring that healing right now, Lord? Touch each life, Lord. Lord, that we all would know. And then, Lord, that we all would speak the truth about you. Jesus, thank you that you humbled yourself to come to earth as one of us, Lord. But this morning, we humble ourselves before you as the King of Kings, as the Lord of Lords. And we give you all our praise this morning. We give you all our worship this morning for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and his presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your Saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. 
We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you, and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website, manninghamcc.org, and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details, and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news, and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.